And welcome back to the Part-Time Otaku Podcast. My name is Dave. My name is Grant. And we're back in your life with another movie review. This week, Grant, tell the people what we're talking about. The 1980s classic, arguably arguably one of the most definitive anime movies of all time, Akira. Okay. Is it Sailor Moon? Well, yeah, um, yeah. So this is a this is a really big one. Um, if you guys haven't been following along, we've been doing biweekly uh, reviews of anime classics. Uh, some we've seen, some we haven't. I think Akira is maybe the only exception in this whole list. I saw it mm. once years ago in English, um, and you had never seen it. Is that accurate? No, no, no. Okay. It's my first time watching it. Did you watch the sub or the dub? Uh, the sub. Of course, yes, okay. So I watched the sub as well, and I was much more like awake and present this time that I watched it. I mm-hmm. I think I may as well should have just said like I never watched it, because sure. I remembered so little of this movie um, upon rewatch, so I'm glad we both kind of went into it pretty cold. Um, obviously, uh, spoilers ahead <laughs> on the 30-something-year-old movie, or more than that, um, yep. but we're going to talk about the whole thing, our impressions, um, and then that will be will be three quarters of the way through our movie reviews. And then, obviously, that means the next movie review is going to be what, Grant? Grave of the Fireflies. We're, yeah, ending it on a heavy note. Yeah, um, I don't know. This, was, this movie was pretty heavy. Was, this is a lot. Yeah, we'll, we'll save that for a minute, but uh, I was caught off guard, for sure. I'm really excited to hear uh, your thoughts. Because Akira kind of lives in like this really big cultural spot right like it's Mm. and and grant and i like grant we've talked about this like you know when the influence of something is so big that like it's kind of hard for it to live up to your expectations Mm. um because it had such an impact on the culture well you know what let's just jump right in on that because that is exactly how i felt with this movie okay okay really quick let me read you the synopsis uh here's a quick uh short one of akira Biker Kaneda is confronted by many antisocial elements while trying to help his friend Tetsuo, who is involved in a secret government project. Tetsuo's supernatural persona adds the final twist. That uh, synopsis dilutes the movie a little bit, I think. Mm. Um, But okay, hit me up. So it sounds like you had a a bad case of seeing this a little too late. I I wouldn't say a little too late. I think it was just, you know, a classic case of I liked it, Mm -hmm. didn't love it. Um, it was funny, like, I was watching it, and, I can't, like, I didn't, you know, I don't feel bad, because, like, this movie has its legacy, like, it doesn't need oh, my, God, like, yeah. it doesn't yeah. need my, you know, inner thought, you know, opinion on it, but it was just, like, I feel like I was watching the movie, and I just kept reminding myself, of, like, oh, this movie's a big deal, I see why it's yeah. big, it was just, it was the whole, it was, we're just so separated from, you know, the original release date, and, like, you know, that's not always the case, because we watched, you know, Paprika, and that, the movie came out in 2007, so, like, you know, and, yeah. between... There was quite some distance with that. Obviously, not quite as big to Akira, but the entire time I was watching it was, oh, I get it, I get, it. oh yes, and I see so much of this in in other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, there would be, and you know, the one thing, I think the a spiritual successor to this that I like more is Neon Genesis, which clearly oh. would not exist without Akira. Interesting. Like, That's an interesting in, take. In almost in almost all aspects, like. It's um, it's really you know like just the headiness of it, mm-hmm. you know, just the you know the familial bonds and you know the fracturing of bonds and abandonment issue. You know, there's it's it's, it's huge actually societal like dystopian societal type problems. shit. 
Oh, yeah. So it's, you know... But, but a like, lot of stuff... Yeah. Sorry, just to interject, but a lot of stuff that was going on in Japan then, and oddly enough, is still going on today. I was watching this well, shit, and I was like, holy shit, like, this is still topical. This is fucking weird. That was the crazy thing, too, you know, because I, I never... I, I, I remember hearing about the references of, you know, when twenty in 2019, when, you know, there was all the civil unrest, you know, for, for a good reason in, in our world, you know, like, there was... People were in the streets, they were protesting for, you know, for legitimate and good causes, you know, against, like, just kind of the shittiness of the world kind of all came to a head in 2019 mm-hmm. maybe a little before that 20 2018 2017 but 2019 was a big year mm-hmm. so to see this movie project that almost to the year in a similar almost a similar like you know the people are riding and protesting for almost not quite exact same reasons but it's you know there's some parallels there it was kind but of yeah spooky. a lot of suppression was, themes a lot of really scary yeah. stuff yeah and it was just like, wow, this is how, like, how, how often do you see a moment in the future just kind of like, you know, snapshotted like that and just so, such accurate detail. And it's, you know, like I said, I liked it, didn't love it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but, I, uh, did, I didn't realize, uh, you know, in my first watch, like years ago, uh, I only realized it uh, this time that the cr- present day it was 2019. Mm. I didn't realize how, you know, like that, that's, that was the specific time period because I think I missed as well, like the movie opening on 1988 mm-hmm. and then there being an explosion and then a 31 or 30 year time skip. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, you know, that was like a little detail I missed, which sounds basic cause it is, but you know, I just sure. wasn't paying attention to it the first time I watched it. Um, I will say if there's ahead. one thing, there's one thing I genuinely do love about this movie is the haunting soundtrack. Soundtrack is the, good. It is. And, and it builds. Did you notice that? Yeah. The, the like, kind of like the ending crescendo of, like, the final fight. Like, yeah. the final fight is, is waning. You, it was really cool how the music was continuing to elevate even though the fight was kind of finishing. Yeah. But it was just, it was still like, this movie, and the word I'm, you know, I'm trying to put together for that, it's, it's not incoherent, but the whole movie, it's very, I actually found this movie trippier than Paprika. Even though, like, Paprika was, yeah. like, designed, you know, by purpose to be kind of confusing and, you know, in your face like that. So it's... But the, the soundtrack was just... It made everything work, you know? I think if... <laughs> I think I would like this movie a lot less if that soundtrack wasn't just, like you said, building from the beginning and just kind of, like, you know, when it when it ends, it fucking ends, man. Like, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah. I don't think I noticed it the first time around, and I also didn't notice the fact that it really builds. And, and like, it's, like... I don't know what kind of work they were doing. Maybe we could have done, like, some Googling on this beforehand. But, like, they were doing weird, like, breathiness in the sound. Mm. Like, did you catch a lot of that? Like, they, it sounded like they had someone, like, hyperventilating on the soundtrack a lot of the time. Mm. It was really cool. A couple times, they do it a lot in tandem in moments of, like, small respite for the characters. Yeah. You know, it's, like, the, the way they kind of fit in, like, the natural. When it's quiet, I found there's a lot more natural music, which was, you know again seems obvious but then when like when it's outside of them talking it's just like it's like fingers on the chalkboard you know what yeah. i mean like it's so it's so erratic and stressful it's uh yeah. stressful it's really is, a, is is a good way to put it it sort of like makes your hand your hair kind of stand up on its ends a little bit um what did you think you know th- there is always one moment like um i remember very specifically from my first ever watch and um, a couple of moments that I've always seen, like, in videos, reference. There's obviously the famous Akira shot. I don't know if you're aware of that one. Um, but, like, what did you think about the animation? Because that was obviously a really big part of the story when it came out. Um, 
just, yeah, what, what did you think about that? Well, the story is great. You know, like it's, and this goes back to, you know, my original thought of when I was watching the movie of like, oh, this, I see why this is a big deal. Like, mm-hmm. I bet you, I remember, you know, Leanne and I were talking about it after the movie. And she, you know, she has a similar temperature on as I did. And I was looking over as the movie ended. And I was like, I bet you people were fucking scared of this movie in 1988. <laughs> you yeah. Know, like, this might be an uncomfortable for, watch. For people that just, you know, because in the late 80s, I'm sure, you know, some, some anime and manga was clearly, you know, this side of the world. But for a movie with such, like, big capital and, you know, being pushed the way it was. Because this movie, you know, I, I have read over that over the years. It, it was massive. Like, they spent so much money on this. The, the word on the street was that you got to see this movie. I bet you people saw this movie and they were like, I don't like how I feel right now. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was yeah. also one of the, the first ever and by far biggest, like, anime movies out of Japan or just Japanese uh, film to, like, infiltrate the, like, the culture in the West. You know what I mean? Like, I, th- I, th- I like to think that people in, like, the U.S. and Canada saw this movie, and they're like, what the fuck are they doing over there in Japan? <laughs> like, like yeah. this is the movie that penetrates somehow? You know what I mean? The But, like, just, you know, and it just oozes 80s, right? Like, it, it oh, reminds yeah. me of, you know, watching, like, those old Dragon Ball clips or even Gundam. There's a lot of Gundam in this, I found. Oh, my God. In the, in the way they drew, like, the, the, ne- like the neo-noir cities and just, you know, the the nuclear wastes you know like all the damage is very 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 80s like blade runner you know blade run but you know what like not not too much blade no no like, I'm, I'm i'm glad when i watched this i'd always assumed this movie was more cyberpunk than it actually ended up being oh and so it was it was kind of like it was a little more muted there wasn't um it was kind of just like people and it was like people versus science it wasn't like tech on tech warfare like you see in like a lot of blade runner or even neon yeah Neon Genesis, it's a lot of about like Max, right? Yeah, but not even not even Max, but like there's not like the whole like there's no augmented humans other than like you know the, like the the Aspers in this movie, um, but it's I don't know like I the, I really like the tone of the movie, you know mm-hmm. like the I, I kind of like the theme of how there's a lot of characters that like are clearly drawn the same way mm-hmm. they're made, they're all made to look you know very very similar. Um, but sorry, also I, to answer your question earlier, like the one scene, like animation wise, that stuck out to me was mm. when they're finally arrested and they're like, they're in that police station and the dude runs in with like the grenade and ends up being like a smoke bomb or whatever. That was the scene out of the whole movie that stuck out to me. They start beating the fuck out of the guy. Wow. And then they walk out and then later, like it just kind of, you know, clearly it was a real grenade, grenade had like a delayed fuse or something and it blows up in the background. And yeah. I was like, man, this movie... And that was that was the scene that kind of like made me think. I bet you this spooked people out. I was like, that is some like real shit. Like in a movie, that's clearly super super sci-fi. You know, I again, I don't have like the you know the the movie knowledge to know exactly what all came out in the eighties, but I'm sure there wasn't a ton of shit like this. I'll tell you that. It's uh, it's I don't know. Like as as I talk about it, like it's just I keep hitting the theme of just how big a deal this movie is for like the obvious reasons and. Its influence is everywhere. I thought Neon Genesis' influence from like the '90s forward was evident. I see so much of like the entire genre, like the genre of anime in in this freaking movie. It's insane. Yeah, I I remember uh, in one of the in the final battle there towards the end. I can't remember who was going at it. It was Tetsuo, obviously, and uh, and someone else. I think it was Tetsuo and one, you know some of the kids. But I remember mm-hmm. like they had this shot, this zoom out shot 
that is like iconic in anime and especially in Dragon Ball Z these days or in Dragon Ball um, where they do like the zoom out shot and they stop drawing the characters but instead they just draw the characters colors like if mm. you have you feel like you're Goku and you have like I don't know blue key all around you and he's mm-hmm. fighting like Frieza who has like red key instead of like drawing the characters they just zoom out show you a, like a bird's eye view and then just show you like the traces of color going at it mm. That's like very typical of like shown in anime these days. And then I saw it in this, and I, and it was like you know very nuanced. They didn't like overdo it, um, mm-hmm. but they show all these points of impact, and then like um, things kind of blowing apart as a result. And I was like, holy shit, this is like the essence of like every Dragon Ball Z fight ever, in like a quick sort of like two or three shots. It was really weird. Um, the shot that always gets me. And I say always, but the two times that I've seen it and then I've seen it on YouTube a bunch is in the intro, maybe within five to ten minutes. And it's uh, the the light trail on the taillights of the motorcycles, Mm. you know, how they fade and they hang in the air. I was like, holy shit, how the hell they like that's just something I hadn't seen before. That first action sequence of them with against the rival clown gang is like top tier. Like yeah, yeah. One, one of the most well done like action scenes and just it, it did a really good job of setting the tone of how like real violence this mm-hmm. movie has and then they keep all the psychological stuff I guess like they, you know they introduce it with like one of the uh, the the Esper kids there that kind of shows up but just you know like the scene too when like they put the spotlight on the guy that's escorting that kid that when we first discovered like both the Espers oh that was so and, good like, and I was like it was haunting. I was like, oh man, like I'm, this movie really, really, really did like, you know, tense moments, Mm -hmm. how like natural they are, you know, and the, like just, and the reactions and they have him under like a helicopter spotlight and you can see the blood get away. Yeah. You can Mm -hmm. see the blood dripping as he runs like just this big detail. Yeah. Um, the, the Akira shot, I don't know if you're aware, but, and for anyone who's not aware, I don't blame you. I, I've only, you know, I was aware of it dimly and then I've seen some YouTube videos on it recently, but there's a famous shot in this movie that people have been paying tribute to ever since it came out, um, for over 30 years. And it's the shot of Kaneda against, um, that rival clown bike gang, I believe. Um, and he pulls this sick slide maneuver Oh, and yeah. like it shows you know he he skids on his bike horizontally to bring it to a stop and the biker he's going up against tries to do the same but loses control and falls off mm. but but the shot itself is him like you know still camera he's you know uh hits the bike hard it skids horizontally stops and he looks really cool like back and he's going backwards away from the camera as it happens i knew it i knew it the second i saw it i was like oh that's the shot so that so that's <laughs> yeah. the famous akira shot for whatever reason like something like that had never been done before um the and there i want to say grant there it's dozens plural of animes that have done it um it's been done in pokemon it's been done in dragon ball z um like mainstream ones i saw it on reddit of like you know through the years of animes paying tribute to it just like by doing their own version of the shot and there's dozens there's so many of them it's very very neat um so that's like that was like the obvious big one yeah like it's the movie's eye candy you know like Mm -hmm. it's the for the style of the time like this is like it's truly like a 
when it comes to art, straight art, like this movie is a masterpiece. Like it's it's beautiful, it's stunning. The thing, the biggest detractor for the movie though is just like flat out the character development. I think the only character in what the movie character development <laughs> exactly you know like the only yeah. character that gets any decent development is Tetsuo. Funny enough, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of seeing him go from clearly frustrated developing into a psychopath and then at the very end like you know when he's nuked he kind of becomes like clear and sentient you know like a he becomes mm-hmm. like a benevolent being but it's you yeah. know i didn't love the character of you know kaneda yeah uh, it's Kaneda. It's, but it's um, funny like the direction they go with kaneda because he's not like a typical protagonist he's almost a little bit unlikable at the beginning Yes, yeah, so I think he's like unlikable right to the end like just the way like um i'm already blanking on the the girl's name okay um Okay, okay. Like, yeah. So, you know, just like the, the assumptions of like, oh, like I'm your girlfriend there, and the interactions with, I don't know if it's her uncle or her father or just like the people she's working with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's like, oh, you know, like I guess I'm her boyfriend. I wouldn't call it that. Like, he has funny moments. Also, it was pretty distracting the whole movie because, and I know it's not because I looked into it. He sounded exactly like Takemichi from uh, Tokyo oh. Revengers. Well, yeah. There's no way, right? No, I know, I know there's no way, but, like, he would hit these, like, high, whiny notes, and I was like, hmm. that is oddly... It, I, it distracted the whole movie. Anytime he spoke, I was like, oh, it sounds like Takamichi. Like, I had to pause the movie and look, <laughs> and it's, it's not. That's but, funny. Uh, I didn't... I never heard that, yeah. but that would that would be distracting if you think it's somebody the whole time. That's, like, mm-hmm. what happened to me when I was watching, like, a week or two ago, when I was finishing Vivi Florite, and I had that epiphany mm. that the human Matsumoto was Zeke. Um, the voice actor was playing Zeke in Attack on Titan and also uh, Matsumoto and mm. uh, the Dr. Matsumoto. Mm-hmm. Um, I, it was so distracting, I had to pause the whole thing to watch it, to, like to confirm mm. because I couldn't get it out of my head. So, I, yeah. uh, that you, like you were right, like it's a small crew, right, of people. Like there's only dozens of these, well, maybe not dozens, but it, it seems At the time, to be. Yeah. In the 80s, it probably wasn't too, like, you know, I'm sure there was enough. Oh, but yeah. It's, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Um, one of my, I'm trying to think of my favorite shots because I, I do want to stay on animation for a minute, and then I I remembered it the moment I saw it, and it's post Tetsuo uh, being abducted uh, by mm. the government. He's experimented on. They've identified him as a potentially you know a special case, and he escapes uh, before he's recaptured, and you know he he steals uh, Kaneda's bike. Uh, Canada catches up with him and sort of helps him out because he gets jumped by that clown biker gang. Mm. And then after that whole kind of violent uh, and a little bit disturbing uh, interaction, because like, I don't know if you remember, but they like take off the girl's shirt. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I was, I remember, uh, you know, just for anime, even these days, like, like you've been saying, like, I bet this made people uncomfortable. It's moments like that. Mm. And, but then this upcoming moment when he starts to hallucinate and he's mm. feeling his stomach, and then they animate him like having a delirious moment, and the floor <laughs> crumbles away, and his guts fall out of his stomach, and yeah. then and then they do this like brilliant cut, and he's just regular, but feeling mm. his stomach, it's like oh my god, like that is probably what that would be like. Yeah, oh yeah, it's um, it's like I said, I can't like this. This is the movie's strongest like. It, the art direction of this movie is the strongest thing. And I think that's its biggest legacy. Like, I don't think, you know, the story, I think, you know, kind of hits home a lot of, like, the themes that was probably going on. Like, you, you had mentioned earlier, a lot of the stuff that was going on in Japan in at the time, a lot of, mm-hmm. like, the suppression and all that. But it's it's the art direction that's, that's everything about this movie. It's it's 
it's it's insane because is this actually you know is this based on a manga uh, i don't know i don't know i'm sorry that would be good to know that would be important to know that'd be a key detail to know but um i don't know it's it just when you when you look at the the time frame when this made it's actually it's so amazing to me that this was made at that time period and just the way in the way it came out and yeah Really good shit. Akira is a Japanese cyberpunk media franchise based on Katsuhiro's Otomo's seminal manga, Akira, published from 1982 to 1990. It was adapted into a 1988 anime film and two video games. Worth noting, the director of the movie, also the writer of the manga. Well, there you go. So That's why it all clicks. Yeah, yeah uh, art direction, like you just said, it sounds like, you know, the uh, the original author of the manga, his vision didn't really get lost, or at least the art direction was probably very loyal to, you know, or what he wanted at least, and that's usually what anime people get mad about, so that's fair. Um, I'm trying to think of any other major moments that I really, really liked, and one of them, just staying on, like, animation, is towards you know the back half of the movie towards the climax because we we should talk about the the climax and how weird it gets um is when tetsuo makes an arm for himself out of yeah parts that was fucking cool mm-hmm. and then him not being able to control it i thought that was that was yeah. a really cool moment where you clearly find out that he's just like he's not behind the wheel anymore mm-hmm. you know like whatever's going on is, is running the show and just the scene of like his, you know, post his arm kind of building up like that, where it kind of explodes into flesh again. That you know, like little bits of metal, mainly flesh. I was like, whoa. Like. I love that they built that though, because like, it starts with his arm like bleeding into a chair, but it's like bleeding yeah. wires into a chair, and mm-hmm. like they're all like at right angles and like perpendicular, like because they're not like they're almost like veins, but they're not. You know what I mean? That was mm-hmm. trippy. Again, like you said, art direction. <laughs> I wrote in my notes, um, the end of this movie is just a bad mushroom trip. <laughs> the whole movie was. Like, I was, like, not not uncomfortable, but it was just, like, I think the movie was in... That's the thing. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I went into this... Di- I went into this movie so excited. Not overhyped, but I was like, yes, I finally am sitting down to watch Akira. And, you know, like, I was mentally prepared and all this stuff. And, like, I'm actually shocked it just didn't hit, you know? Mm. And it's not that the movie didn't flow correctly. It's just, like, again, man, the breakneck speed. I wonder if this is just, like, an anime movie. Not a problem, but, like, it's limited timing. You know, they only have, like, mm. an hour and a half to two and a half hours, potentially, I guess. Like, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that long in anime. But Yeah, it's, like, it's just, it's, it's a hair over two hours. And it doesn't really stop. At all. Like... I thought your name was fast. Yeah, <laughs> and even like this, your name this has beats was, like chill beats compared to this. This there was no moment real like there was a couple moments like you know they had some dialogue between characters and like a little you know, you know great fight scenes too. But like you know like it was just seemed that like it was like action 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 and then or like horror like horror 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 moments like there was no, you know no real time to slow down and yeah like. Uh, what am I going to say? Like, the movie's an all-time classic. Like, people... It's, it, so it's, it's tough, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it is... It, it, it's very disconnected from the stuff we watch these days. Um, yes. And, it, and I, I don't blame you saying, like, the legacy of the film was kind of too heavy for it. Because um, mm-hmm. that's exactly how I felt, ironically, about Blade Runner. Like, I just could not... Mm-hmm. Like, I, I liked it, it but it, yeah. it was like that... 
it was so average for me. And I'm not saying that that's what you're saying about this. It's just that like, you know, I had just been hearing about how monumental it was for the time and how it changed cinema and like how people, you need to understand like the weight that that film had. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Like, I th- you know, I, I think, really think I did. And then I, I saw the movie and, you know. How old were you when you watched it originally? Again, were you, were you uh, the original Blade Runner? Uh, pff, no. No, I was, oh, sorry. No, um, Akira. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, you know, maybe 20. Oh, okay. I think, I you know, now that we're talking about it now, I think for me personally, this would have been a significantly better viewing experience if I was like 16. Oh, my God. And, you know, I had yeah. been reading, you know, lists online of like, you know, getting into anime and like what is, you know, what is this movie and like you're able to dodge all this legacy stuff. Yeah, this because you're not... Be a fucking ace in the hole, you know? It, dude, <laughs> like, you're so right about that. Because, like, yeah. at 16, you're heady, but, like, you think you're heady. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're not yeah, too yeah. up your own ass. Or maybe sometimes you have to be up your own ass um, yeah. to appreciate a movie like this in 2021. But I agree with you. If I saw this as a teen, I would have been, like, you know, coming to, into class next day, you know smoking a marijuana cigarette and being like yo you guys really need to see akira man you guys don't understand art uh until you fucking i'm, I'm see a changed shit. man yeah man you haven't, you haven't met me before anyway you me yesterday yeah <laughs> but yeah if you guys want to watch it at my place before we go to the protest here concert we should do that <clears throat> um yeah it's i yeah. think i think the legacy of it it kind of dampered my my experience a little bit because it was just every shot i was like oh this is a big deal Oh, this is a big deal. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I see this. I get and it. It's just, it's funny when we were, because, you know, last week we, we did our Dune review, and that mm. was, like, a big problem for me. Again, kind of a different problem, but it's, it's similar strokes. No, no, similar. Of, you know, get to, I know you, you mean. know, You know, like, it was just the whole movie was like, oh, my God, they did this from the book. They did that from the book. Oh, and it was just, I was, you know, I was just more joyous. Like, I couldn't just sit down and, like, you know, take it for exactly what was being shown in front of me. And I, I really, I really, really wish I had that for a cure. It's kind of a bummer, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I kind of left out cold of like, wow, okay, well, I, I think, honestly, I think the thing, like, was just, like, how scary the movie was. Like, not for me personally, but just, like, of the time and just how future thinking it was. It's crazy. Yeah. It's honestly crazy. I wonder I wonder how hard Grave of the Fireflies is going to hit us if we found this intense. Because you're right, like, it's intense. Yeah. I just felt a little disconnected the whole time. I, like, there kept being a lot of moments, like, um... The, obviously, the famous shot I mentioned, some of the other mm-hmm. favorite, favorite shots I mentioned. Another one is uh, when Tetsuo is hallucinating in bed, because so many of the best shots ever come from hallucinations, let's face it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the kids try and approach him, and they're giant teddy bears <laughs> made oh, up of uh, inanimate objects. Oh. And then the he fights them. Part, the oh. fairier, I, I found the scarier part of that is when he kind of defeats them, and it reveals that they're the children. And yes. you see the, sh- the shock in their faces, and I was like, "Oh man!" Like they really, they really showed how powerful Tetsuo Tetsuo was in that moment. Like we had seen it already, but um, also his first kill, where he just like slams the dude, dude, just like a wipe, a wipe of his hand, and it's just like dust, dude, like I, I, red mist. I was hovering that part with my notes mm. in my like as you said that. I I completely forgot about that because it's his first kill. It's like mm-hmm. this moment, like okay, he's going down a path now. Because at first, you're like, okay, he's kind of like the runt of the litter amongst his friend group. Maybe we should talk about Tetsuo's arc, because he's the only character that has one in the movie. Should we talk about that briefly? Um, Yeah, yeah. He starts as the runt of the litter. You can tell Kaneda is the cool guy. 
Canada has the cool bike, which is like one of the mm. few pieces of cyberpunk gear in the whole movie, and it is pretty dope. Mm. Um, yeah. And you know he's just, he has to be saved by Canada. You get the feeling that this is like kind of a frequent thing. He's not like the leader of the gang, so he's got like some resentment. We've seen that in a billion movies at this point, right? See, but you know what? That that was the thing. I did not get that vibe from this. I don't think that message was like clear enough. Because uh... when we get to the point where when Tetsu and uh, you know Kaneda kind of like get back together or see each other again, and he's like, "No, like fuck you, dude. Like I can stand up for myself and all da da da. Like it's always you come to my rescue." And it's like. Oh, is that like that thing you showed earlier in the movie? That's like a thing that happens all the time. I thought that was just. Oh, a I see. So you feel scenario. like that wasn't like super well. It didn't feel laid earned. Out. Like their big beef, like when they kind of come back together, it didn't feel earned. I well, was like, oh, I guess they're just not getting along. Like, well, to your point, Kaneda is completely perturbed by it. He's like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. he has no idea either. He's like, what do you mean? You've been upset this whole time? So I mm. don't know. You know, so that's the vibe I, I get, or, you know, I, I've connected those dots, I guess. But then he gets experimented on, and now he's a victim, right? Like, he gets literally, he's abducted, experimented on illegally by the government. They do all kinds of shit for him. And the, the tricky part is, like, his descent into madness is, like, I would say, like, pretty... I don't know if gradual is the right word, but... It, there's a na- there, I think there's a natural flow to yeah. him kind of unleashing that yeah. and then when he dusts this doctor which is a super violent death on screen because yeah. he like kind of explodes his body right mm-hmm. it's, it, it's like it's, it just turns like red mist like he kind of just like waves yeah. his arm what movie does this remind you of uh uh live action movie okay watchman dr manhattan when he um, uh when he can he he can wave his hand um have wait have you seen the Zack snyder watchman yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So he, when he kills so-and-so at the end, he just sort of waves his hand and the guy just explodes. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's over. It's, yeah. <laughs> it was like that. Um, but it feels like, you know, once he kind of took the villain turn and back mm-hmm. to Tetsuo, he was just like full villain after that. Mm-hmm. He was like, all right, I've chosen my path. They really showed like how much he enjoyed himself, which is, which is crazy. Actually, thinking back, I did like the scene too when he escapes the first time and he goes and finds that girl. Um, and like you know, they're riding you know Canada's bike there, like through the streets and all that. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, was also, that like, Kai she, K? Was that her? I can't remember. I can't remember. What were you gonna say? Well, it, also too, just like when Canada kind of like they find him and he comes to his rescue and does like that knee, freaking knees the guy like in the air, <laughs> jumps off the bike, and I was like, wow. I remember. <laughs> was, yeah. I think that one's famous for a different reason because Canada does that, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that one's favorite for a or uh, famous for a different reason because like I think it might be like dissected on the internet by people being like this is not possible <laughs> like you can't jump oh, that really? way I, th- I don't know if I'm making that up or if maybe I just saw a couple of videos on it but there's like this yeah there's this weird action scene in Kira where people are like listen this isn't how bodies work or physics works <laughs> like the rest of this movie you can almost like get down with but like mm. every now and then they do something really weird I don't know I, I could be making that up but I think there's like an action scene in Akira and it's like the kneeing the guy in the head off the bike they're like, first, you couldn't be going like 60 miles an hour and then just jump on the road and keep running at 60 miles an hour. And then oh, you can't. Yeah. Yes. I remember Leanna, Leanna laughed at that. Actually, She's like, oh, he's just running. And then <laughs> run full speed at a bike going the, the opposite direction. Yeah. yeah and it's not even a so knee. Funny. I think he jumps and he kicks him with like his like the small of his foot. Mm. That's like the weird part. Anyway, uh, whatever. So then 
um, Tetsuo and like I mean yeah maybe that is more or less his whole arc until you get to the final battle with him and Kaneda at the end of the movie mm. um, dope laser gun sick laser gun I, I yeah. will say um, and, and I didn't realize this until you said it out loud that the cyberpunk is not aesthetic it's functional in this movie mm-hmm. so it's not Blade Runner in that like it's a vibe it's like mm-hmm. present day with conveniently futuristic tech so like yes. cool bikes cool guns you know maybe some neat helicopters and like government experimentation like tech but like it's mm-hmm. all central to the story like you need that for you know what i mean you need those things um as opposed to just like we're building an aesthetic does that make sense mm-hmm. oh, absolutely yeah yeah i don't know the, I, I like that it, choice it's it's nice because like i'm not i like the the cyberpunk genre but i think it can just be too what's the word like it's just it's too in your face sometimes it's like you know like the style you know it's i think a lot of the time it can be style over substance yeah and no i, I, I get that and you know like you know when it works it works like you know i blade runner you know, iconic you know um actually you know what this movie has more in common with alien than it does like blade runner Ah, I should see Alien. You know, but but same same idea. It's like you know, it's not aesthetic; it's function. So it's you know, like you get all like this super high tech stuff. It's clearly cyberpunk to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. You know, but uh, but yeah, I don't know, Akira, man. Like it it was a trip. I I would like to. I am, I'm definitely due for like this has to be rewatched just because like the legacy of it mm-hmm. and i don't think the one viewing you know i've said this so far of every movie we've watched you know for these movie nights but you know like it's not that i'm missing something in the movie it's just maybe like i need more time with it you yeah know? like i want i want to be in the masses like you know, it's like i said up top like i like it didn't love it and there's nothing wrong with that like you don't have to love every single thing you watch but it's just if there's something in that movie that i just missed and I did, you know, maybe I could have clicked with, you know, I should at least try, try again. But, um, yeah, I think it, you know, uh, give it some space, let it breathe a little mm-hmm. bit, you know, oh, yeah. come back to it in a little while. We got a big year ahead of us. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it anytime soon, but it's, yeah, it's definitely do. Yeah, I think that's, uh, that's fair. Now, I think one of the things with this movie um, that, you know, maybe the last thing we have to discuss is the ending um, and how people interpret it. Um because, you know, it, the movie's, like, pretty in your face sometimes, and then a lot of the times, because of its pacing, it's like, this is happening now. Wait, what? You know what I mean? Like, mm. bringing, like, Akira coming back. The, the movie being named after a character who has no lines. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about that whole thing? My interpretation was, like, I guess the kids were somehow able to bring him back. and But is he just a force of destruction? And like, do they just simply bring him back only to get, only to save them from Tetsuo? And then does he then does Tetsuo then become a universe? <laughs> like what? Like one yeah. of the lines in there is like, is this the creation of a universe? Like, there's a lot of weird shit at the end. H- how did that work for you? It didn't. It, I really checked out on it. Like, it's just, this is what I'm talking about. Like, the story of this movie. Like I know people clamor as like it's a big deal, and there's clearly you know the messaging is there. Mm-hmm. It just you know it, this is where I compare it to Neon Genesis. Neon Genesis was way more convoluted, and you, you know not there's no debate. Way, way more up its own ass than this is. 
Um, I think that says but like, a lot. But you I, know, but it's like, but yeah. I, I got it. Like they took, they had again, it was a different between a series and a movie. They mm-hmm. had the time to kind of explain you know the machinations of it. This was kind of just like, okay, yeah, there's a big, you know, we're gonna harness our power, and I guess we'll stop them somehow. Like you know, like I could have used just a little more detail, and as the whole messaging, I just you know. I don't know. I, I that that's just the thing that didn't work with me for this movie. Like I'm sure, and I think that's the big the big red flag for me is in the rewatch is to focus more on, you know, what they trickled along the way for this to make more sense. You know, mm-hmm. I you know in uh, you know especially around this time and a lot of the books that I read, like you know there is a trope or I don't want to know if it's, I don't know if it's a trope or a stereotype or what do you, whatever you want to call it, but there's an observation that I've definitely witnessed about just like Japanese films and books and fiction you know they one they like tragedy and Mm -hmm. two you often get a hard cut ending that is very intentionally ambiguous and Mm. I don't know if that's like one of the things that made this like a big deal in the west because like we weren't used to this kind of stuff Mm. but after what I will say what has served me well is like after having read so much uh you know, so many Japanese books from Japan since the first time seeing this, and also all the anime we've watched. I was like, okay, this is a very anime ending. That doesn't mean it's mm-hmm. good or bad. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like, I think I recognize, like, this time around, I was like, oh, okay, well, this isn't the first time, like, a movie or a show has ended with just, like, an insane clusterfuck of imagery and, like, kind of intentionally vague storylines that then just like cut off and don't give you an explanation that that's normal ish or it's at mm-hmm. least normalized is that fair to say absolutely yeah i was i was not shocked by how it ended because like i said i've seen neon genesis mm-hmm. i fucking know i know how this rodeo goes mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like it's it's a lot more questions than answers and like i said there's nothing wrong with that i like that in fact sometimes mm-hmm. i like the vagueness it's just you know the moments leading up to it of like you know the harnessing of the power and it was just you know all oh, he went in you go we can't come back da, 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 da. like it's just i don't know i didn't it was it was just all too fast like well those, it, those was, moments didn't feel very earned um no, at all. because yeah, you yeah. you could tell i think you're supposed to be upset right i think you're supposed mm-hmm. to feel like the kids are sacrificing themselves to help someone mm. um but it doesn't quite work because you don't care about that someone and you don't necessarily care about the kids either because mm-hmm. you know the I don't think I realized it until now, but like the truly the only one with an arc is Tetsuo, and it's more of a descent into madness than anything. So it's kind of a bummer <laughs> because I, I, I Kaneda is not a real hero, and the kids I think are like meant to be really big supporting characters that we should care about because mm. presumably they've suffered quite a bit. Um, you think it's just a case of we've been spoiled with better stories since then? I don't know. I I, I truthfully don't know. Um, because, like, the, I don't know. You know, again, like, I'm not going to, you know, I, I guess I can kind of speak for you, but, like, you know, Paprika and your name, like, we were linked to those characters. We felt along with them, you know, like, and when those movies ended the way they did, we we're like, ah, yes, you know, like, I, yeah. I'm i on the journey with you. I Even though, like, we were but they on are, the journey with yeah. them, I, I felt like I was not with them the whole time. I didn't feel like a part of the, a part of the story. You know, you know what this like, is? sucked in. Yeah. You know what this is like? This is like the difference of... This is like a Christopher Nolan movie where most of the characters are plot devices and their only mm. purpose is to vomit exposition. Sure. Sometimes. You know, I'm not saying that's that's the case for all of them, 
but like that is one thing that he's relatively consistently critiqued on is you know you look at tenant for example right um it's it's mostly just about like he's telling you this is how the world works watch and then it's just robert pattinson explaining the movie to you um Mm. and you don't really feel the journey those characters go on this is not as bad as that because you've got tetsuo but i think you only have tetsuo and he's he's not the hero because like he's not a likable character either like you feel bad for him and then you quickly don't i don't know i maybe maybe you're right maybe like to your point like storytelling has just changed a lot since then but maybe it's just that kind of movie maybe it's more about the the plot than the people in it does that make sense i thought i i i like the world building i think of anything anything that even like relates to story in this movie the one the only thing for me that knocked it apart was the world building like that was a believable city you know just like yeah. the small anecdotes you get from characters about like you know from the past and and like they they tried to set up like the guy that was on the 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 city council who was help funding the terrorist group and how he was like just like a greedy villain at the end i was like did i like miss something or you know like well, where yeah you know it's, it's, it's trying to do a lot, a lot right yeah it is trying to do a lot yeah like you're right though like i'm glad you brought that up because i completely forgot about it um mm-hmm. that you know the the general or whatever that you know one of the authoritative guys uh with the military that's like working with the scientists a lot of the time like he's no, like not that guy he no no he, no i'm just saying like he has this whole arc that you kind of forget about because like really his job is mostly like sending the military after the kids but then he has like this yeah. good moment after he's demoted by the government it's like no screw mm-hmm. it i'm gonna try and help anyway it's like, wait, am I supposed to be... was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, like, so I'm like, wait, am I supposed to keep track of this now? And then also, you know, like, there's this whole thing going on throughout the whole movie of, you know, just general civil unrest happening. Mm. Um, and you're, like, trying to balance that with, like, this literal fantastical storyline. It's just, it's a lot for two hours. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Um, did we give a one out of ten rating for um the last two films mm-hmm. i think we did on the podcast yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay it's that time <sighs> legacy no, it's a 10 legacy it's a 10 but like for me yeah, personally, that's not the question you know that no 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 but like it's like you know i feel like we've you know i've explained myself well enough mm-hmm. over this you know almost hour and there, like, we've also said you know our opinions are subject to change and evolve absolutely. right so this is in the moment it's like it's a seven a seven half seven five you know it's like it it just the story you know like you know i'm a big story guy and there was just a lot there but it just feel like the roads were not connected Mm -hmm. completely by the end of it so it's i don't know like it's like great movie yeah um little i'm gonna touch seven 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 eight but you know below an eight Mm -hmm. um like uh one of the things i've heard is like when you're scoring like you know between seven and eight generally good you recommend it but anything below an eight you don't like tr- make a trip for you know what i mean like if it's pizza huh? you're not driving 30 minutes for a pizza that's a seven or a seven and a half but right. if it's like an eight and above it's like okay we can take a 30 minute like hit the highway real quick to check out this joint and akira just isn't quite there for me does that make sense but it's close it's a it's a good movie um it just didn't blow blow my mind or blow my hair back does that make sense 
Yeah, yeah, and even on the rewatch too, it's interesting to see like again there's you know some time between then and now, but uh, it's uh, I yeah. definitely won't wait to you know close to ten years to rewatch it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> well, when we do rewatch it, um, it'll probably you know we'll probably talk about it on the post show or you know maybe something who knows. So keep yeah, an eye out for that. From our from our empire, uh, our new uh, facility on top of the empire. Studio. Yes, the yeah yeah in our uh, penthouse office. That, mm. uh, I'm sure we're we'll probably be there next year. So stay we might tuned. even own the rights to Akira by then. So. <laughs> <laughs> who was trying to develop? What, uh, Taiko Waititi. And it got shelved, right? Yeah. I have it, no idea. They, they've tried to do that a million times, and I, I, just, I, don't, don't. Know, I don't know why. I <laughs> even even people that just yeah it's it's a, it would be a lot man I, I don't know or you know they completely change it and it's like you name it Akira and it's not I don't know mm. generally speaking I'm not fan of live action adaptations but uh, we've bitched a lot about that already on the post show um, which is coming up next um, thank you guys so much for listening I think we could probably cap it off here is that fair Grantus yeah absolutely um, okay in two weeks. From you hearing this, um, or from this, its publishing date, which is like going to be like November tenth, um, we'll be talking about Grave of the Fireflies, and then if all goes well, Demon Slayer, week to Season week. Two. Season two, the new entertainment district arc will be starting roughly around December fifth. So roughly around there, we will start covering that week to week. Stay tuned for that. Um, and then on Fridays, we'll still have the post show. So keep an eye out for the post show. If you haven't listened to that already, we basically just talk about everything else that we're watching from, you know, I don't know, Squid Games to Jujutsu Kaisen movies and series stuff and 86 and all kinds of stuff. Um, so check that out if you haven't already. Like, follow, comment, subscribe. Support the podcast on every social media platform that you feel comfortable doing that on. Um, yeah. Or on Meta, if you've heard of that. Um, All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, guys. Cheers.